Good morning. So good to be with you today. Thank you for joining us for church this morning. My name is Adrian Boykin. I'm one of the pastors here at Carney Free. Welcome to everyone uh, watching from the venue and those watching online at carneyefree.com. And particularly if you're a newcomer here today, we're seeking to build a transformational community by growing in love with Christ and all people. And we're so grateful, though, that you chose to join us for worship today. Uh, on stage with me are two wonderful gentlemen, leaders in our church. Dave Challey is the chairman of our board for our elder board. We're led here by an elder board, and uh, it is made up of, of eight men who, who serve faithfully. And Dave is our chairman, and Nate Miles is another one of the gentlemen on our elder board. And uh, together we're going to share a few words here as we begin this morning This has been a, a, a difficult and I, I trust uh, also a fruitful week for many of us, including for me. And I've heard from several of you, though, this past week about last Sunday's sermon here at Carney E. Free. And I'd like you to know that we do have a review process, as a couple of people have asked, we do have a review process for each and every sermon that we do here on Sunday mornings in which another pastor looks at the outline for the sermon ahead of time and offers feedback and corrections, encouragement, ideas, maybe a challenge or two, all of that for the speaker for the coming Sunday. I was out of town for two full weeks on a family vacation and uh, my first day back in the office was last Sunday, June 5th. So while other pastors saw and uh, a couple other pastors did see and discuss the outline of the message that was given last Sunday ahead of time, I, I did not. Uh, now neither of those pastors nor Hushai Severe who gave the message are at fault for this. It's not our practice to micromanage each speaker's every word prior to Sunday morning delivery. Rather, we use that system that I just described as a check that's put in place to challenge and to help the preaching pastor that week related to their upcoming sermon. Just as an aside, this sermon series that we're in right now, Major Messages, Minor Prophets, was developed some 10 months ago. As I develop our sermon series quite a ways out and pray through them and say, what might our church need? What could our church benefit from, and I've just found over the years that the summer is oftentimes a really good time to do a little deeper study into the Word of God, and um, I thought, well, perhaps the, this could be an opportunity for us all to get to know a section of the Bible that many of us don't know as well as we believe in teaching the full counsel of God here at Carney E. Free. It would be an opportunity, I hope, that we as a church family could grow in that part of the Bible. But when assigning minor prophets to our staff several months ago, planned out the series 10 months ago, and then assigned messages several months ago, I assigned the Bible text of Amos to Hushai. It's important to note that all of the prophets challenge and even offend their audiences at times. All of them call for justice in one way or another. But in hindsight, this would have been a Bible text for me to personally work through myself. 
or definitely to work through with any developing preacher. I've apologized to Hushai for my error in judgment. And I apologize to all of you as well. A number of you have reached out to me and my wife and members of staff this week with love and prayer. And I appreciate it deeply. Why didn't I bring a tissue on the stage? (laughs) Thank you. I love you. I love this church. I love what we're trying to build here for the advancement of the kingdom of God in a community that is deeply in need of the hope that Christ alone can provide. That's my heart's only desire. The elders and I have written a joint statement together that we hope clarifies some of the terms and principles as it relates to um, ideas presented last Sunday and and just some terminology. So I'm going to hand it over to Dave and Nate for a moment as they uh, share some clarification, we hope. Last Sunday... We heard a message from our ministry resident as he preached through the book of Amos. Many people have conveyed to us how blessed they were by his message, how they appreciated Hushai's explanation of the book of Amos, and how vulnerable Hushai was in sharing application from the biblical text to our lives today. However, several others have asked questions of Hushai and the elder board about some of the terms used in the message. We appreciate the honest, loving questions that have been asked. Healthy families talk about disagreements and conflicts so we can work through them together. As 1 Corinthians 13 says, love believes the best of one another. We see a most are following the biblical instruction to believe the best, especially to think the best of a young pastoral resident who is in training. As an elder board, we'd like to clarify a couple of the terms and what we believe about them. We believe God calls us to pursue justice and mercy in various forms. Sadly, the term social justice has been co-opted by some secular groups and by critical race theory proponents. We want nothing to do with critical race theory or that form of social justice. This muddling of terms is unfortunate because God calls for justice for the poor, orphans and widows, embrace of different ethnic groups, and intentional care for the marginalized throughout Scripture. We prefer the term biblical justice, in which we identify wrongs and seek as the Bible commands to make things right. This, part of, this is part of Christian discipleship. Indeed, Article 8 of the Evangelical Free Church of America Statement of Faith, a denomination which we are a part of, reads as follows. 
We believe that God's justifying grace must not be separated from his sanctifying power and purpose. God commands us to love him supremely and others sacrificially and to live out our faith with care for one another, compassion toward the poor, and justice for the oppressed. With God's word, the Spirit's power, and fervent prayer in Christ's name, we are to combat the spiritual forces of evil. In obedience to the Great Commission, we are to make disciples among all people, always bearing witness to the gospel in word and deed. Now, it's important that we understand that all of us have had different experiences of being hurt by people and unfortunately hurting other people. Last Sunday, Hushai shared some experiences of his, and they were heart-wrenching. We love others by listening to one another's experiences, even as we wish that they were not true. We lament prejudice in every form against blacks, against whites, against Hispanics, Asians, Native Americans, because it demeans the image of God placed in every one of us. To pursue biblical justice and righteousness in every form is important, particularly in a spiritual family like ours. And to extend grace as we have been given grace is fundamental to Christian fellowship. Steve. We also believe in equality for all people. And equality is about equal opportunity for all. Equality is basic to the Bible and also to the Declaration of Independence. Today there's an additional push in some settings for equity. And equity is about equal outcomes for all people. The push for equity often includes governmental overreach and therefore it undermines human and individual responsibility. Equity is not prescribed by the Bible. We believe the biblical justice is about equality and not equity. We seek to leave politics and media out of the pulpit even as we apply timeless biblical principles to the contemporary issues we face in this time and place. Our focus in preaching is to explain the biblical text in the original context, and then we apply it to the issues of our day. God's word is often comforting, but it's also often convicting. We should expect our assumptions to be challenged, to be confronted, and even at times, we should expect them um, to be offended, to, offensive to us. We should also think the best of one another, knowing that it's okay to discuss and to disagree on some issues within the family of God. The way that we disagree is an indicator of our faith in Christ and love for God and all people. We do not cancel each other. We learn and we grow, we forgive each other, for we are all in process. As Dave mentioned, we are family, and as a family, if you would just please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you today and we thank you for another opportunity to serve you. We realize that your desire for us as believers is to be as one as you and your Father are one. We also desire this unity ourselves and we realize that we need your help to pursue and to achieve it. You also ask us to examine ourselves and to test everything, which can include what we are listening to, to our conversations and to our convictions and our perceptions. This is for the purpose that we may cling to what is good. We ask for your aid to guide us in this truth with wisdom. We pursue your knowledge, Lord, but beyond knowledge, we seek understanding. With the goal of a vibrant relationship with you and with each other, we ask for a heart of understanding as we hold to your scripture and are led by your Holy Spirit. We desire to operate out of your love, for all people will know we belong to you by the way that we love each other. 
Please help us set an example in love with, by words and actions that honor you in this way. As Paul asserts in Philippians, we are to conduct ourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, that we may stand firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Finally, we humbly come to you, Jesus, and just request a spirit of listening here in our church, that we are able to hear the words you speak to us. Always help us to remember who you are, who we are in you, and how we are to reflect you. In all of our ways, Lord, that we would submit to you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for listening to that. So thankful for the wisdom and the leadership, the guidance and the love of a faithful, faithful, prayerful elder board that we have here at the church. And uh, I'm so thankful for every one of you and for this church family and the promise that this church family has for our community. We felt this morning like it would be kind of difficult to transition from that to Obadiah. <laughs> that message is complete. I think it's a good message. And we will return to Obadiah in a couple weeks as we return to our major messages and the minor prophets, but just felt like emotionally it would be difficult for us to make that transition to deep instruction of a lesser known part of the Bible here this morning. And so we'll do our all church picnic next Sunday and have a great celebration of baptisms and life change. And uh, there's much life change happening here. And we'll eat together and enjoy each other. And then in uh, two weeks time, we'll return to, to Obadiah and listen to, I think, an important major message from a minor prophet. But as we wrap up, though, this morning, I, I thought maybe it would be helpful for us just to dwell for a moment on the character of God. And, uh, you know, when I go through different challenges in life, well, whatever they might be, or when I'm rejoicing over whatever it might be, or when I see my kids struggling in different ways, as you do with your kids, or... Or you worry that you've blown it somehow. Whatever it might be, you've got to go back to the character of God. You've got to have a certain rock. We have to have a certain pillar that we return to again and again and again. And Psalm 103 is one of those pillars for me uh, because of the way it describes for us the character of God. And I would invite you, if you have your Bible, to turn to it. We're not going to do a, a deep exposition of this today, but... What you see in Psalm 103 is King David who knew every circumstance under the sun, did he not? King David knew them all. 
Uh, he knew financial struggling, and he knew financial prosperity. And um, one of the, the fears, one of the concerns that I have in a day like today, in a service that is like this that had to be had, is for people that have come into church though this morning, maybe you're a newcomer, and you come and you say, wow, what is this? <laughs> you know, and, and you just came to church this morning wanting a word of hope. And I get that. I get that. There's, that's a deep and righteous desire that we have to want a word of hope from the word of God. And so, again, today, if you are rejoicing or you are despairing, if you're really lonely today or if you are totally surrounded by the most loving community, if you're prosperous today or you're struggling to make ends meet because gas is $5 a gallon and how do we do it? If you're healthy and vigorous today, or if you feel like your body is falling apart, wherever you are today, I can assure you that King David, who wrote that, this psalm, had experienced each of those experiences, and out of those different experiences, he still found his true north. He still found his true north in the power and in the beauty of God's character. Perhaps we could just be still for a moment and know that our God is God. Right? We'd be still for a moment and know that our God is God and we would hear a word on the character of God, our Father, His Son, Jesus Christ, and Holy Spirit, whom is with us. Psalm 103. Praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it is gone. And its place remembers it no more. 
but from everlasting to everlasting. The Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children, with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Perhaps you'd read with me verse 22 here. Would you join me? Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, my soul. Praise the Lord, my soul. God's character is good from first to last, is it not? We have this that we can trust in, this that we can always call upon. We take our cues from God's character. We take our cues from God's word. He is good. His mercy endures forever. And we can trust in him. As we wrap up this morning, I'm going to invite the band to come forward. And I'd like to invite the band forward in the venue as well. And as the band is coming forward and we respond in a couple songs here today, I wondered if, if you'd be willing to stand with me and perhaps we could say the Lord's Prayer together. And if you'd rather not, that's okay. It's totally fine. Don't want to force anyone on this. Maybe you've come with someone that you love and you want to hold their hand or maybe you want to make a new friend. <laughs> Hold someone's hand. <laughs> You're welcome to do that or not do that. <laughs> but would you, uh, would you pray the Lord's Prayer with me? We will use the word trespasses when we get to that part of the prayer. And it's up on the screen as well. If you don't know it, that's okay. This is how Jesus responded when his disciples asked him, Lord Jesus, would you please teach us how to pray? And he gave his disciples, he gave us the most beautiful template that can guide us in all of our prayers. Would you join me? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.